Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Hey, everybody. Donald Faison, Joel Monique, and DJ Daniel. How are you? Hey, Zach Graff. How you fine. doing? How are you, bro? That I feel great. Listen, really... our Super Bowl ad was a huge hit, I think, Donald. Hell yeah. Monster hit. I heard a lot of people uh, watched it. It we um <laughs> We feel great. Thank you, everybody, for watching it. And uh, listen... I think if you listen to this podcast, you know that Donald Faison and I love musicals. We love singing and dancing. And I don't think either one of us, when we were little kids, ever thought we'd get a chance to sing Grease with Travolta. So that was little, little, little Zach and little Donald were, uh, were smiling ear to ear. Listen, I was nervous at first because I watched the whole Super Bowl and the ad didn't come on. You thought we, you <laughs> thought we didn't, weren't going to make the cut? I thought we, like last year, I was like, when is it going to come on? And then the two-minute warning we hit. We had the most insane placement. That is amazing. I got to really tell is. you, I don't normally watch the game um, because I could honestly care less. But this year, I was because we had the spot and I was... I just, I actually watched the game and it was fucking incredible. Like, it made me want to, like, get into football. That was such a good game. Great if you want to get into football, I recommend fantasy football. You not only would get into football, you will know everything about football because All right, that feels you will advanced. have to. That feels like double black diamond when I'm talking about a green circle. Now, you get into the right, you get into the right <laughs> fantasy football thing. All you got to do is just find a couple of names. But, come on, dude, everyone who's telling me that was a particularly amazing game. Yeah, but you said if you want to get into football, you want to watch it, right? All I'm saying is, I, I get it. I truly watched the game, and I was I so got excited. Into it. it was such a good sporting contest. And then at the apex of the fucking thing, tied at the end, just I was thinking the same thing. Like, fucking, did they cut our ad? What the fuck? And just at the fucking apex of the shit, they played our spot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got excited. All I heard was, I think I'm going to get into football. And my fucking heart skipped a beat. I could. <laughs> I'm just saying I could. 
I, think I was I, like, this is about to make our thruple like go to Mahomes. the next level. I like mm-hmm. Mahomes. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a Kansas City fan, I think, because of Mahomes. I just like him. He's a good. He's the, he's the best football player in the National Football League. He is he's the best. He's, he's, he's the, the best, best, right? He's the best football player. Yeah. Also, again, I have a question for you, and this is coming from someone who knows nothing about the sport. Daniel, do you follow football? Not really, but my Joelle, dad. Does do you well. follow football? I'll follow Chicago football until it's we clear go. we're not doing anything this season, and then Woo-hoo. I tap out. <laughs> okay, I know very little. <laughs> so but you tapped to- out pretty early this year. Pretty huh? freaking yeah. early, Donald. It felt to yeah. me, Donald, since you're the football expert on the podcast. That the game was moving so fast. I've my experience with football is that like it feels slow and boring. Like this just never stopped. Right. Nice. I think that's everybody's. I think that's. I think that's everybody's. If you're not into football or you did or you you don't watch football, I think that's everybody's uh, feeling of what football is. But all you have to do is watch, like you said, one good game like that. And you'll notice that there are a lot of great games in football. During the season, there are a lot of games like that. It's rare that it's the Super Bowl where you get a good one. But during the season, with all of the teams that there are, you get games like this all the time where it's, you know, action-packed. Now, my friend told me, uh, our friend, Carrie Brothers, who I was watching with, told me that um, it's like Moneyball, the movie Moneyball, in a sense that some of these young coaches are doing things because of stats and numbers that it's they never analytics. did before. It's like all going analytics. on, like going on fourth down. I, I, I don't, I never. Again, I don't watch much football, but I always thought no one went on fourth down, and they yeah. were going on fourth down like crazy. Now it's all analytics, man. Like football is a great analytical sport because you can play it through. And that's what fantasy football is. You're playing numbers. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. what you think you know, players will do based on what they've done in the past. Um, And that's how coaches play football too. You know what I mean? You have, uh, you know, uh, players play it with their heart, blood, sweat, and tears and stuff like that. Coaches who don't play football are playing the numbers and who they think has the best odds of beating this and what plays have the best odd of, you know, should we be in a nickel? Should we be in a dime? You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Should, are we going to go into shotgun? Right. Well, I just saw that, you know, uh, Kerry was telling me they've done some things to make the game move faster. They've done some things that are, are changing up the sport because to make it more exciting. I, I told, I just saw in baseball, they, they, my brother, who's a baseball fanatic, told me that they've made the bases bigger to inspire stealing because stealing has become less popular and they want to encourage stealing because it's exciting. Daniel? Yeah, it is exciting. I mean, I don't know about that from like a stat standpoint. That may or may not be true. I mean, I believe you. You're telling me. Well, why would they make true. my brother, who's like obsessed with baseball, told me this? Sure. Because because I read in the news they made bases bigger. I mean, stealing yeah, is super I exciting. I All I know, I know analytics plays a big role in baseball as well. You know what I mean? Moneyball. That was an amazing movie. If you haven't yeah. seen it, audience, uh, Brad, you know, it had me at Brad Pitt, but it's also <laughs> an incredible movie. I don't know if analytics plays that big of a role in basketball, but in baseball and in football. Daniel's nodding. Absolutely. In basketball, it totally does. Of course, absolutely. Drawing drawing fouls so you can take free mm -hmm. throws. That's like, you know, that's the gamesmanship of the NBA. Like it used to be if someone went up for like- Right, but they're trying to eliminate that though. Um, yeah, they're, they're still figuring out ways around it. I mean, but what I'm no, saying no, is, I mean, yes, James Harden, to eliminate somebody it. like James Harden who went to the line like 27 times, 28 yeah. times a night, is now going way less than that. So you're right. This is a change that's being made. But the question was, are analytics applied to things like basketball? And the answer is certainly yes. By free, through free throws is I what mean, you're saying. 
through free throws, through defensive choices. Like there's all sorts of things that apply to mm-hmm. like, you know, the gamesmanship that goes into being better at basketball. But you I know, do Sha- appreciate Shaq Daddy always Shaq Daddy always says, you know, analytics, schmanalytics. You know what I mean? I kind of <laughs> agree when it comes to agree when it comes to basketball, man. You can't the creativity that comes in basketball is way different than the creativity in football and in Baseball. We'll have to have one of these coaches on in the near future to talk about how they use analytics. I yeah, would exactly. love to have Popovich. I would love to have Popovich. Yes. Popovich, Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson. I would love to have any of them on this show. The only one I've, a coach I've met, and I'm, I'm embarrassed, I, don't, I forgot his name, so don't judge me, everyone, but uh, the Clippers coach. Wait, which one? They have so uh, many of them. Doc Tyron Lue? Doc, Doc. Doc. Doc Rivers. He's not Doc the Rivers. Clippers coach anymore. He's the oh, Philadelphia 76ers oh, coach I've now. I've met him a few times. I've met him a few times, mm. and um, I have a friend who's friends with him. So he's the, he's a chance we could get, maybe. That would be amazing. What a legend. My uncle is a basketball coach. He's not coaching right now, but he was. Who's your uncle? His name is Jim O'Brien. He coached the uh, 76ers. He coached the Boston I know Celtics. Jim O'Brien. Is Jim there O'Brien you is your uncle? Yeah, it's my uncle. Wow. Well, so Donald, he knows about analytics. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if our audience, I, I just don't know if they, they want to see go this down after the show. If they want to go down on basketball wormhole. Right, right, right. right. But this might be enough for our I audience. do. Yeah. I do. They might have said, hey, guys, thanks for the sports talk. What else you got? Right. When, <laughs> thanks for the sports talk. When are you going to talk about scrubs? We are going to talk about scrubs, but I, there's something else I want to talk about. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, there's so many things I want to there's talk so about. There's so many things to talk about. There's so many Were you going to talk about things. The Last of Us? Daniel and, and, and Joel want to talk I didn't talk watch about the that. latest one of Last of Us. You, so you're watching The Last of Us now? Wait. I'm actually going, I'm, I'm obsessed with finishing The Boys because it's just oh, so incredible. Good. I watched the Hero Gasm episode. Yeah! Yes, that was the one it's I was alluding just, to last week. It's just such a fun show. The writing is so show. good. The acting is so good. There's no reason. It doesn't make any sense that uh, that those leads have not been nominated for awards. I know they Thank don't. You. They, I know that the, these. So uh, I know that they uh, awards people stray away from action, but the, the talent on this show is is just mm. incredible. Agreed. Great show. I'm Great. really loving it. Um, that's what I'm watching lately. Um, I'm a little behind on Last of Us. Was is it, has it been good? Oh, yeah. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I haven't watched it. Well, you only missed one episode. If you watched episode three, episode four is the only other one that's out now. Donald, did you? Well, are you excited? There's a Marvel thing coming out. Here's something you'll weigh in on. Are you excited for Ant Man three? Well, you know, a former cast member of mine from well-known movie called Clueless is the star of Ant Man. Yes. So the lo- everybody loves Paul Rudd. Donald, yes, we. Know I you. was. Not invited to the premiere, but I I appreciate from afar how well he's done, Um, Paul. Way to go, Ant-Man. Okay, okay, everyone else, Paul, are you excited about the movie? Doesn't look like it. Joelle? I I am very excited. You saw it? You saw it? Is it it good? Yeah. Okay, let's Uh, talk. You don't I'll have say, to spoil anything. No, no, no. I'm not here to spoil. I'm not here to spoil. I'll give a two-second review, which I is this. I know Joel so well after 150 like episodes of the show. She did not like it. I say Marvel knows like how it. to do We've action and comedy. <laughs> We've done 150 <laughs> episodes of this show, and I know she when Gerard doesn't like something. But she's going to be so tactful. Watch. She's going to be I like, am. look, everyone has the things they like. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. The action and comedy is spectacular. It, truly, it's it's so funny. It's one of the hardest I've laughed in an MCU movie in a minute. Uh, I just think 
Disney has to find a way to bring actual fear because that is how we empathize with characters. And it's what I think really brings an audience into That's the movie. That's why Thanos was so dope. Yeah. And it's what makes, I mean, if you look at the the last two, the um, Infinity War and Endgame, there's fear all we're worried about. Iron Man, is Peter going to come back? Like, th- there's a lot of, you know, they were really able to build in fear into those movies. And since then, I think all through phase four and now as we tiptoe into phase five, that fear is gone. I need to worry that someone's going to die. I need to really, the stakes need to be beyond the world but, might end. But now it might really be. love these movies. But now that they've killed Iron Man and Captain America, it's so hard to develop that. Who are you going to fall in love with again? Peter Parker, you know that can't last. So everybody's geared up and ready for that to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you've seen plenty of films where the stakes are just, is this person going to say, I like you back? Is, right. you know, am I going to earn my parents' trust or respect back? Like, you don't have to have an end of the world scenario in order for us to really empathize with what a character is going through. And I wish Marvel would make smaller more emotionally impactful movies so that well, when we get to these big events, I, we're right I, along the edge with them. Okay, let me say this, Joe. Well, it took them 10 years to get to phase four, so everybody mm-hmm. was really invested in those characters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Phase four uh, phase four and five seem like they've introduced way more characters than they did in the first three Some phases. Some might say dude. too many. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, who are we supposed to fall? You know what I mean? Who I do agree. you fall in love with? If, it's if this, this is the thing they're going to have to figure out going forward. But I think it's why Werewolf by Night, it was such a success for me anyway. It's I a love small Werewolf film. by Night. That was dope. It's so good. I've watched it like three Yo, times. They should do this. This is what I think they should do. Blade, Werewolf by Night, the dude from freaking uh, the Eternals the, with the, who was about to pick up the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of that group that they have? Ghost Rider. Midnight they to, Suns. They need Midnight to do Suns. the freaking supernatural version of Marvel. Here for it. Because look, check this out. Blade was the number one movie until all of this stuff came around. Sure was. Man. Blade was the number and one. And you have Mahershala freaking Ali doing it now, so it's going to be dope. I still think they should let Wesley have some sort of shine in this bad boy because <laughs> that bridge, that boat has sailed. Has Wesley I know come it has. back? Has Wesley? Allowed, yeah, he's been back. But look, let me tell you something right now, man. He carried that franchise for a really long time, he did. dude. Wesley Snipes was the what a comic book hero was until freaking Feige took over. Of all, I mean, Feige might even been a producer. Of that, as a matter of fact, you know what I mean. And Feige turned Captain America and Iron Man into superheroes. But before that. It was freaking Blade. That was the number one dude. It was better than all the Batman movies. All of that shit. Until what happened to Wesley Snipes? I mean, I'm no, getting no, loud again. I said, I promised I wouldn't get loud. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't yell. I know Wesley Snipes had issues with paying his taxes, but mm. why did he? Why did he disappear beyond that? Because he went to jail, bro. Oh, he went to jail for not paying his taxes. Yeah, man. Oh, you got to pay your taxes, Daniel. Eddie Murphy said that shit. Play the more you know music. You got to pay your taxes. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something right now, man. I I do believe that, and, and I know that he can't he can't be Blade anymore. But I honestly believe that you are missing an opportunity if Wesley Snipes isn't in some way kicking somebody is isn't kicking somebody's ass. In you the like watching University. Wesley kiss kick ass, is what you're saying, dude. Wesley didn't look. If Harrison Ford can be in the Marvel universe, Denzel should be in the Marvel universe. Like all of these cats. Should be up in there, man. Because what about Donald Faison? I mean, Why I feel like I feel like the Marvel I, Universe. I feel like I feel like 
they have a better shot than I do. In, well, in listen, this I, we have a surprise for you, Daniel. Will you let Kevin Feige into oh the my chat? God. Right, he's That'd here. Be so hilarious. <laughs> he's he's here, and he has screaming. something oh he God. wants to ask you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yo, but sincerely, like, yes. I think Denzel should be in the Marvel universe. I think, and I also believe. I feel like, in all honesty, I feel like you know, um, Donald Faison should have. No, I'm just kidding. No, mm. I feel like I feel like Wesley Snipes should also be in the Marvel universe. Well, there is your Wesley Snipes tirade, everyone. Five, six, Here's seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love Last words. I got to tell you, Donald Faison, I think this is one of the best Scrubs episodes of the whole run. Yeah, I agree 100%. Hands down. Okay, but there's a problem there's a problem with that. I'm just saying I'm just saying this is a top 10. A lot of a lot of our actor, no doubt, a lot of actors from the show aren't in right. the episode. Right. Nobody's in it. It's me yeah. and you. Uh, uh, uh Carla has one appearance, one. but no Elliot, no Cox, no Kelso, no right. janitor. I'm sorry all those people. They're in nine of the top ten, but I think this is a top tenner. I, I would go as far as to say top five. Top and, top. and we owe it all, everyone, to the magnificent Glenn Turman. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Who plays George. Um, I don't know if Bill got the idea for Glenn, because I had directed Glenn in a pilot, a big pilot I directed, and he was one of the leads. And um, maybe that put him, and I told him, I'm sure Bill knew who Glenn Turman was, but that may have put him in in Bill's mind for this role. But man, did Glenn Turman at the end when he has those tears in his eyes, I got, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. Yeah, you know, uh, so a little known fact, Glenn told us while we were making uh, this episode, I remember this episode. I remember making this episode and thinking this is going to be a great episode just because we got to witness what he did. Anyway, mm. but while making it, he was like, you know, because he found out I was a huge Star Wars fan. He was like, well, you know, I was supposed to be Han Solo. And I was like, what? He was <laughs> like, yeah, you know, this in, it's in the books. You can look in the books and stuff like that. It's true. He was like, but they knew that it was going to be a relationship with a white woman and that the times weren't ready for it. And I was like, wow. holy shit. He was yeah. also married to Aretha Franklin. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't Whoa. know that either. Hmm. You know, another, sorry, off topic, well, a uh, divergent topic is I just learned um, that Pacino was offered, uh, off, the, off, the, off the mega stardom of Godfather 1, he was offered uh, the Han Solo part. And he turned and it he, down. And he read it and he was like, what is this? I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on. Yeah, look at this. I was just—I uh, just saw him at a Q and A, and he told that story, and uh, and uh, it was—it was really funny hearing him tell how he just didn't understand what Lucas was going for at all. I just didn't get it. It's well, and you know, Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola are tight as can be. Like, yeah, and and and, and this was right the, off. The, that's this the was, click. This was right off Godfather, where he was the hottest actor in town, and of course, as as every as a lot of people know from the lore. The studio didn't want Pacino at all for The Godfather. They fought him and fought uh, Coppola over and over and over again. In fact, I learned from this Q&A that Coppola moved up. You guys will love this story. 
He moved up the, the infamous scene where Michael Corleone shoots the police captain and the other mobster in, in the restaurant where Michael finds the gun behind the toilet because the studio was so intent on firing Pacino that he said, you know, we're not supposed to shoot that scene for a month. We're shooting it next week because I got to give them the scene that's just going to blow them out of the water and shut them wow. up. And he did that. They shot the scene. He never heard from him again. Nice. Nice. Wow. Oh, man. That, anyway. The things Coppola has had to do to make his movies great. <laughs> they, why do people constantly fight that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Crazy. I mean, think about think about the movies he's made. Okay, well, this so, is, it's just, that's the same thing with George Lucas, though, man. The studio thought Star Wars was going to be a piece of shit, and look at where it's at now. Yeah, look at my. It reminds, makes you think of Mike White at the uh, the funniest part of the Golden Globes when he's all drunk on stage talking about White Lotus Two, pointing at the audience. You mean like you, you all passed, passed. You, passed. Yeah. you pass, and you pass. <laughs> so that funny. shit was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's focus on Scrubs, the TV show. So um, it was written by Asim Batra and directed by a young man named Bill Lawrence. Who crushed it, Bill. Crushed it. Direction Holy was incredible. Lighting was amazing. The look of the whole show. I mean, he really- It was a very really, special episode. You know, a lot, you know, young man once told me, he said to me, you know, regardless of what happens, you'll, you'll, you have your story to tell. You have something to say. And people are going to want to hear it eventually. And Bill, let me tell you something right now. You were saying something with this episode, bro. Mm. You really were, man. Like, you, you, I mean, you and Asim, you both captured something because, you know, it's rare that I get emotional watching something that I've been in. But I was very proud to be a part of this yeah. episode and to be on camera and in the same scenes with Glenn Turman. And I'm Zachary. telling you right now. And well, you too, Zach. No doubt. And, and, and no, but I, I agree with you. And it's just really, it's you know, it's one of those special ones, like 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 the funeral with with where do you think we are with oh my gosh, with, yes, with Brendan and and it's just one of those ones that just or, or my old lady, which I think was one hundred three or something. It's just one of those special ones. It's like whoa, this is how this is Scrubs at its best. Mm -hmm. It's so silly at certain times, you know, with the whole steak night song and all that stuff, which we'll go through. <laughs> but then, then you got Glenn Turman dying with his tears in his eyes. And it's just fucking hell. Like the fact that this is done in 22 minutes and you've experienced all these emotions, it's just the high, it's just a high bar for, for what a great team can do in, in 22 minutes of, of TV. And I'm, I'm, I felt also very proud to be a part of it. So let's get um, into it. Let's get into it. Okay. So we start with, um, Jordan at the computer. Jordan at the computer, and 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 Courtney's character, uh, Doctor Maddox. Really, she's she's a mix of being able to go friendly and soulless. She tells Jordan she looks old, which cuts right to her heart because no one wants to hear that. Right. But this Bal also is. Bal and I get told we look old all the time, which hmm. is, I get. I, I get. I look tired a lot, which yeah. It's like we understand that people grew up with us looking young in our twenties, but we don't. We don't want to hear that we look old. We know. No, I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. It doesn't feel good. Um, but you know, I'm sure you'll continue because haters gonna hate, right, Taylor? Who's Taylor? Um, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Oh, haters are haters gonna, gonna hate, 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 hate. Haters are gonna hate, hate, hate. Um, By the way, I know so, you love that Miley Cyrus song, Flowers. That's yeah. just Ooh, a bop. So I can buy myself flowers. And what's the SZA song you were singing that I like too? Oh, freaking, uh, I just killed my ex. Yeah. 
I just killed my ex. I know this one. What a bad idea. Da, 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 I think it's the number two. I was listening to a, a, a Spotify uh, charts top uh, charts list. I think it was the number two song in the country. Check it out. It's the it's melody is amazing. Very it's hooky. Sick. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So uh, then we have a fantasy where Dr. Maddox tries to kill a patient because she's just so hardcore. She she's she's worse than Kelso it seems. Uh, but she but she has a, a way of turning on the super friendly. She's so beautiful and charming, but then she's just as cutthroat as Kelso. That was a pretty good scene with her choking out the, the, <laughs> yeah. the freaking with the pillow. With the, the pillow. pillow. This and, guy, why won't you die? Right. And then we have um, um Joe and Ed. Joe, her name's not what's her character name? We, I call her Denise. Joe from Facts of Life, but Denise. Denise. Right. Denise just has no bedside manner. Still. And Ed is just winning everyone over. He's JD kind of hates him because he's very charming and, and and he's getting catchphrases going and JD's trying to start rumors about him. He says to Turk, I heard he smokes plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ed, Ed has the ability to start. His superpower is he can start trends quickly, which brings Deontay Gordon, who yes. was my stand-in throughout uh, Scrubs, back into the episode. This is his big episode this season yes so we say the, steak the night we do our steak night steak night I, right right what, yes what, and then and then all of a sudden ed comes by and turns our steak night uh, he goes gravy cry, fellas right turns our steak night cry into a trending topic in the hospital <laughs> yeah and so but what did he say though it wasn't great he goes gravy. he goes i think he he copies it he goes steak night and then he yeah. goes gravy <laughs> fellas no, and he says to Deontay, may your onions always be such and such. And may your, your mushrooms th- always be sauteed and your onions always grilled. And then he goes to, and then he goes to, then he goes to us and he goes gravy fellas when he's leaving. And then I say cream spinach, yo. And you're like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Aziz, man, I really, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. He, if he, if he would have stayed on the show. He would have boosted our freaking uh, 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 our comedy in a lot of ways, man. Like he was, this is not stuff that was written. This is him riffing off the top, if I remember correctly. Right. He but was kind of like Aziz wasn't was, in nine, was he? No, he did, he he. I mean, he was smart. He got out. He saw the he saw the light at the end of the tunnel. No, he but he. Like, why did he only do three? He must have must have had something because he went on, on to do Parks and Rec. Yeah, you're right. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Okay, but but, but look, I if I. This is an Ask Bill thing. But I, I think he had the choice between doing that and Scrubs. And he was like, this shit's almost over. <laughs> well, <laughs> that makes go, sense. That makes, and go. also, he would have been an original cast member and, and right. I'm sure paid more money and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, so then we see an administrative assistant that seemingly for no reason has the sexy saxophone music with the slow motion. It's so funny that it's always... It's you know always I, that fucking sad, which sounds as 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 like it sounds like it should come with my 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 mixer thing like this. Okay, this is what I don't understand. You said the wind blows in her hair. You didn't say anything about the light or the boobs. Right, or the clean, like in this one, she literally pushes yeah. Yeah, the titties does. together. 
She and does. then we come back and I'm holding a hot dog. Yeah, there's a couple things going on here. Most of the women who come <laughs> through and do this are our guest stars or Sarah and or Krista, and they're having like a sexy entrance, but none of them push their boobs together. Um, this woman, and this was not a guest star either. This, no, this, I assume was, this was a model, I assume, who was hired to be a beautiful woman, but she actually uh, pushes her cleavage together. She puts a little, yeah, little push sauce it, on it. P- p- pushes it together to the right, you know, with, it was nice. Like it, it was, was nice. to the, yeah, it was good. It was, it was, it was anyway, a moment for me. Yes. So she looked beautiful, but, and I'm like, why are they, we know the audience knows this gag. Why are they doing this? And I went, oh, they're setting it up for the payoff later with the senior citizen woman doing it. Right. Right. That's well, the only purpose come, that the only reason that's well, there because the audience it, knows the convention that we do in Scrubs, but they kind of I think Bill felt like oh we need to remind them of this convention so we can make a joke off of it with the old lady later. Okay, I'm just going to say one thing. Don't say anything you're going to regret. I'm not going to say anything I'm going to regret. Okay. But when the old lady did it at you the end, you didn't hard. you didn't no. Did you get moved? No, did no you movement. shift? No. Did you but shift? didn't you feel <laughs> <laughs> But when the old lady did it, didn't you feel like like So here's how I look at it. As I've gotten older, my taste has gotten older, right? So if I'm Glenn's age in the bed, George's age in You're the not bed. George's age. He's not- if I am. Right. There was so much other, as he said, ass in the building. Right. What made him choose that? Well, everyone has their unique taste, Donald. That, that I think that as you get citizen, older, your no, taste goes up. I think that well, I perhaps, believe that. But it doesn't matter to each their own. His it right. could have been a it could have been a a male orderly, or it could have been Jordan. It could have been anyone. But his thing, his what got him shifting, was that senior citizen with the gray hair in in the in the slow motion. And the wind blowing. And the wind blowing. <laughs> she didn't do the cleavage thing. No. She chose not to. I think she was in a patient gown. <laughs> so what's the hot dog pen? You do a hot dog pen thing? So every time uh, JD goes into this, Turk tries to take advantage right. of him losing focus. Right. Not being present. Right. And he thinks he's he thinks he's caught himself before he's gone too far, but Turk has already got him with the hot dog pen. So Turk, so JD has a pen or grabs a pen and it's really a hot dog. Yeah. And he's trying to write with a hot dog. Yes. And then you call me honky face. Which is weird. <laughs> that's weird, man. I like, know. I don't know. That's I, like out of nowhere. I know. I think honky, um, even though people don't use it anymore, um, was still funny to us in 2008. Yeah, but that's guess, like out of nowhere. That's just like out of nowhere. Like I know. it just came. It, you probably improv it, I imagine. No, I would never call you honky face on television. <laughs> yeah. Like I would never just be like honky face. What is it, honky face? But hearing you say it now still makes me giggle. So I guess it worked. So what I forgot about the famous steak night dance and song, which I want you to know, Donald and I made up on the spot, both that's the melody just and yes. both the melody. Both the melody that and the choreography happen. we made up on the spot. That, we didn't know that it would be sung by by men and women across the globe to this day. <laughs> that pose at the end. 
Is this the, this isn't the origin of steak night, is it? It is. This is the or, season eight. Is the origin of steak night? You guys have a steak night earlier. I want to say in season six, but we, I don't believe we've ever heard but the there's song. There's no song. The song and dance, right. Donald. I remember on this day, steak is all, such all it a said treat. was like you guys like make up a song and a dance about, and we just literally. I'm pretty sure Bill was like, "No, the song goes. We go inst- No, we should ask most, him. No, I can tell you, we made it, it up. It is the world's best meat. We made that <laughs> shit up. <laughs> we made it up. Steak night. We gonna, gonna eat stay it. eat it right. Well, no, we didn't make that up. That's freaking uh, Eddie Murphy. Cause your daddy's an alcoholic. He is a holic. Alcoholic. <laughs> Want to lick? Psych. Psych. Cause uh, you are on the welfare. Right, right. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. Too much fun, Donald. That's from Eddie Murphy's Delirious, everyone, if you're looking for a reference. Um, uh, yeah, maybe we were subconsciously inspired by that, but I mean, it's not like it's a fancy melody or anything. We just, but the, I remember us going like, what the fuck are we going to do? And we came up with the, the sort of that dance and the hold at the end. I don't mean, that shit is so random. But it's the faces and the commitment. Yeah. Like we were just on stage. What I forgot is that. And we performed a number yeah, for the we're audience. Out of breath. We're out of breath. Take cheat. What about the fact that um, I've forgotten that. The, the room has to be clear for the dance to be performed. Yeah. Because we had to check both ways to make sure yeah. no one's there. To make sure nobody And then knew. that poor nurse interrupts us to actually do our jobs and like start an IV on someone. And we scream at her. Yell at her. <laughs> we yell at her. When I'm doing the steak night, yeah. we and see me we, doing this. And then, we say, and then we say that we're going to finish it in the bathroom of the restaurant, meaning there's another <laughs> verse. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will talk about um, JD and Turk and George Glenn Turner. We will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. Therapy, personally for me, has helped me a lot. Focus on my goals, and you've heard me talk on the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. 
Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? To give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. Once again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash real friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we're back. I gotta tell you, man, you said it, you said it in the beginning. This is one of the best episodes. I wrote that so many times in my notes. Like just even for you and I as far as JD and Turk goes, this is up there with the Jason Bateman episode. This is up there with the, with the Heather Graham episode. Like this is a great buddy, you know, buddy episode. And we have a few of them, but for this is the first one of season eight one, but this is a good one too. You know what I mean? Like, right. What I also like about it is there's so many, so much of Scrubs is us in a heightened state, you know, where, where, you know, it's a, it's a comedy where, we're being broad. The fantasies are super broad. I always love it when Scrubs drops in and we're just playing it completely real. And this this episode has so much of that. You know, there's a lot of humor. Obviously, there's something as silly as the steak night dance and and all the other stuff. But you know, you and I and 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 Glenn are playing the stakes of his death so real, and it's just felt. It just felt so natural. I really think, and obviously Bill Lawrence is is directing it, so it's going to be extra good. But, but um, I don't know. I just love the three of us just sitting there and acting, and, and it didn't feel scripted. It felt so natural. Yeah, you know I, I mean? loved. I loved you know him saying he was afraid, and us being like, uh, I mean, asking us if we were afraid of death, and us being like the characters Turk and JD being like. Nah, man, I, you know, I work at a hospital. It's kind of been, it's easy for me to think about death now because I see it so much, you know, mm. it comes with the territory. I know everybody's going to die eventually. And then for them to have that 180 turn at the end of the show where they're like, no, dude, I'm terrified. I, I was bullshitting before. Mm. I was just bullshitting. This shit, I, I'm scared of it all the time. You know, that was amazing. And then realizing, oh, we've taken it too far. And then having to... uh rescue him or rescue his fears with what we think is a 
after death. You know, there's so many great moments yeah. in this. Now, I was going to say, it's a really nice bookend with My Old Lady, which which is in, the, the, I think, the third episode of season one, where we're, we're, we're losing our first patient, right? And, and JD is literally being comforted by the woman dying, saying she's ready to go. And now, eight years later, you see us, we've experienced a lot of death. We're so cavalier about it that we're like, oh, it sucks. He seems like a nice man. Let's go to dinner, though. It isn't all until we find out via Ted that he doesn't have any family. He lied to us about having family to come visit him. Um, that you see, you see, first of all, what good men the two characters are. That they that they that they have the empathy to go fuck fuck steak night, dude. Let's go be with this man. It's probably his last. It's most likely his last night alive. And. I don't know. It's just an interesting, uh, there's interesting parallels back to my old lady, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. So he sure. has um, ischemic bowel disease, which when, when JD and Turk look at the chart, they know what that means. And they, they can see all his vitals and they know that he doesn't have long. And, um, and then we they know have that Ted. it's probably, they know that it's probably that night. They know that right. it's probably going to happen soon. Now the comic relief here is Ted who, um, it's very funny when 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 Glenn says, uh, "Don't worry, I have a young, handsome lawyer who's gonna, who's taking care of my will," and Ted goes, "Oh, I thought it was me," and he rips up the document and he goes, "Ted, I think he was talking about you," and he goes, "Oh man, I I wrote this on the typewriter. I'll be back in eleven hours." <laughs> and then when they show him on the typewriter when we're talking yeah. to him, and he's literally yeah. one yeah. button every. <laughs> three seconds like his typing in high school i never took typing but it, you know there were people that like i could type 27 i wish words i had in. don't you wish you had a minute oh, oh my dude. god if you got kids in high school make sure they take typing because listen they I will be able to text took, you so quick i wish i took typing can you guys type without looking at the screen yes uh, without looking at the keyboard yeah. mm -hmm. uh -huh. i never took that class i wish i took it i'm a writer and, I, and I'm pretty quick. I'm pretty. I'm pretty quick with my with my packing. But man, I wish I took typing. And we have that Mavis beacon. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I can't do my password. Regular typing to people, I can. The second I have to remember my password, I'm like, okay, okay. Orange juice three. Uh, obviously, I could do it now. I, I, I should probably do it now. But I don't know. I just I, I type pretty darn fast uh, when I'm writing my scripts and stuff. But but I I've always whenever I see someone go without looking, I'm like, you motherfucker. I wish I <laughs> could do that. Casey can do that shit. She can? Oh, my it's God. It's all those kids that took typing in high school. We learned Casey. so much bullshit in high school. You know, like remember in the proofs. I do not need proofs. Yo, you remember in The Color of Money where Tom Cruise is playing pool and he looks over his shoulder and taps the ball into the hole without looking, the eight ball mm -hmm. into the hole? That's how Casey is with typing. She'll be like typing, typing, typing. I'll be like, Casey, can I ask you a question? And she'll look up at me and go, uh-huh. And be typing while she's looking at I'm me. I'm so jealous. And then I'll be like, and I'll be like, is there any? Can you tell me where the uh, where the when ball, this, gag, this, ball, this, gag, yeah, ball gag? Sure. I'm just going to use this as an example. Can you tell me where the ball gag is? And she'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that story of you guys having sex last week was so funny. Anyway, Dan, I'll play the more you know. So, parents of kids going into high school, I'm telling you. Make them take typing. Daniel, the more you know. Thank you. Um, okay, so, oh, that was also funny when we, so we, he, he wants a cigar and we're like, we can't, you can't have a cigar. It's going to blow up the whole ICU because of oxygen. Right. 
but we can go get you a beer. So we go get him a beer. And that's when we run across Ted, who's trying to type again. And it's the funniest part. Ted tells us that he doesn't, he's lying. He doesn't have any family. And, but I laugh so hard when he types and he goes, not G. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, I remember old school typing and there was a, there was a backspace button, right? And wouldn't it? Yeah, you could go over the like you could. But did you have to use whiteout or 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 did it? No, it would have the whiteout in. If you had a a really nice typewriter, it would have the whiteout in the tape right. also, so you there could go tape, back, right? And you could go back and and yeah. delete one the, letter, yeah, or more than that. Sometimes you could delete more than that, but you would have to press. Kids today backspace. will never know. Yeah, kids yeah. today will never know whiteout, Donald. And then to bold something, remember you'd have to go all the way back and then type the word. Again, I never did that. And then that. go back and then type the word again but to dude, get I remember, that bold. I remember whiteout, man. Now, and kids today, they'll never know whiteout, Donald. Motherfucker, kids barely know what pencils are. <laughs> <laughs> this is truth. There's no cap. No cap. <laughs> oh. Um, Very useful. Yeah. I, I my oh man, and I remember I remember back in the days like with the with the five inch floppy of it like not working and like you lost your whole fucking. Have you ever had that happen? Like, oh my god! Like before autosave and before everything, like floppy old school discs. five inch floppy, and like all of a sudden it's all gone. Like MS DOS, like it's all gone, and you're like, where is it? Where is it? It's gone. No. I, I remember floppy disks. I remember that shit. I remember the what were the hard disks that. Came mm-hmm. after floppy disk. That was three and a half inch floppy, right? Yeah. yeah. Zip drive. Mm-hmm. No, no, before, there was the, there was the hard ones. Drive, before that, there was the there was like the five and a half inch floppy that was actually yeah. floppy, literally floppy. Yeah. Oh no, I don't. I'm literally no. only thinking of the the hard ones. Mm-hmm. No, no, oh, no. You don't even a, know this. What? How old are you again? Thirty three. Oh, yeah, you're way young. too young to know. Look, Google image on your computer right now. I think it's I think it was called a five and a half inch floppy. Just floppy disks. Floppy disk. I mean, like they still call they still call the hard plastic ones floppy disks. I think Uh, they weren't they weren't floppy. These were actually floppy. Okay. Do you see that? You see that little tape in the middle? I'm still looking for it. The thing in the middle. Well, just look up original floppy disk. It's it's, I think it was like it was about this big, Daniel. It's like this okay. big, and it has a circle in the middle. Yeah, that has yeah. I think I see what you're talking about. They were actually physically floppy. Yes, you yeah. could bend it. You could you bend, could bend it. it and everything. You wouldn't want to bend Here, it. You'd second. be upset if somebody bent your floppy disk. But you would put it in your drive, and the circle. Well, you never seen this? Where everything. Yeah, yeah. The, the big black one. one. The, the big black, black one. one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Those you guys never floppy. saw that? That's crazy. My, uh-uh, my only experience is the blue it. one. And so was and so was the and so was the one the five and a half. That's a floppy disk too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that's floppy. No, but the also. orange one, I'm not. I don't think the we're orange talking. one was floppy. That no, was but, floppy. I know, but Donald, I never. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the black one. Yeah, that's Crazy. what I'm talking about too. Okay, we'll share this picture on Twitter. My very first um, uh, video games I ever played on a computer were word games. So it would be like you've entered a large room, and you would type in like mm. move towards mm. the window, and it would like go, in the now. beginning of freaking big where he's playing the game with the ice queen. I remember that. A- but there's no. You don't remember the bit. There were no graphics. Where she's supposed no, to telling him to take out the trash, and he's playing it one second, and he's okay. trying to type it. Are there no graphics? It's just words. No, there was there was graphics. Oh, I'm talking about a game where you had a physical map that came with the game, maybe. Wow. But there was nothing on the screen. You were just words, and you'd be like, "Move closer to the window." It's like you have moved closer to the window. Like 
And was that it shit Dwarf came. Fortress? I don't remember what it was called. Oh, okay. But it ran on MS DOS. Hell yeah. Um, anyway. I didn't play that game. I know that. And then I and then I graduated to um the 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 smaller plastic uh, floppies, which all the Sierra games were on those. Yes. Hell yeah. Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of Lounge Lizards. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite games ever played when I was a kid. Me too. And then Leisure Suit Larry go on a cruise, the cruise one. That was part two. My parents let me get one, two, and three. I don't think our parents knew what they were, so we were allowed to play it. <laughs> well, yeah. They didn't my, my, play my parents weren't clocking what Leisure Suit Larry was. Yeah, no. They weren't paying attention to that shit. <laughs> was it inappropriate? <laughs> Yeah, oh he's, my trying, God, he's yeah. trying to lose he's his trying virginity. He's trying to get fucked. He's trying yeah, to have sex. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not yeah. familiar. In the Land of Lounge Lizards, he's in Vegas. Yeah. In one, in the in the opening scene, in the opening uh, part, if you can make it to the prostitute up on the next level with the prophylactic, you had to go buy condoms, like all of that shit. Like if you didn't, you died as soon as you left. And when uh, you had sex, when you had sex, it covered censored. It, it would it would go. It would have a black box that said censor on it, but it, it would move. It, the, the black box would move like you were fucking. Like you were fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. uh, I Grand have it on my phone. You could, probably, you could probably, if you're listening yeah, right. and you're curious, I'm sure you could go on YouTube and find it. No, clip. you could find you could find the game on your phone. I have it on my phone. I'm Sierra just saying, still makes the game. I'm just saying, if people want to just see what we're talking about, just go on YouTube and look up the the very first edition of Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of Lounge Lizards. <laughs> go for wow. yours. Wow. It's All right. called Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of Lounge Lizards. You know what was crazy? Was trying to get past the the test in the beginning. You know the test that they oh, would yeah, make you. Oh yeah, they would give you a test to prove you were over eighteen. Eighteen. Right? <laughs> oh. That would be crazy. So they would ask you questions. What that the only t- I remember. I remember it was hard. You had and you couldn't like Google it. Obviously, back in the right. day. Back in the day, you couldn't Google it. But, but I they would ask you shit. questions that theoretically only an eighteen-year-old would know. An eighteen-year-old or older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Amazing. What funny. is the G spot? And you'd be like, No, oh. it wasn't like that. It was like. <laughs> It was like I forgot what it was, but they were no. They some of it was questions. some of it was some of it was based well, on how experienced you were uh, sexually. Well, not set just yeah. as a human being, though. You know what I mean? Like there was no way we could answer these questions. I remember having to guess, and I would guess, <laughs> and if I got it wrong, I would restart. No. Yeah, and, and then, then guess again. Only, there was only a certain amount of questions, so you would just yeah. learn what the answers were. <laughs> right, and then eventually you just remember. Oh, that's right. This one's B. Yeah. This one's A. Roosevelt. That one's Roosevelt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Oh, I forgot. Man, I and then I remember, yeah. we, I think we spoke about this before, but there was a hotline. And and because there was no way to like Google uh, uh, cheat codes or anything exactly. like that. So you would call on the phone and God knows how much it was a minute. Right. And I would feel so guilty because I was like, I was, like, was going to get in trouble. My parents are going to be like, what the fuck is this on the phone bill? But I would call and you, it would be like, if you're stuck on level three, press three. And you press three. If you can't figure out how to buy the condoms, press two. And I'd be like, press two. <laughs> you have to say prophylactics. You had to spell prophylactics. Whatever, whatever it was. You couldn't say condoms. You had to spell prophylactics. Whatever it was. And then it was a recording. I remember. No, I'm saying on the phone line, it was a recording. And then they'd be like, you need to ask the pimp. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't try to ask the pimp. All right, thank you. And you'd hang up. And, and that was the clue. That's where you got clues. And then your parents would get a bill for like thirty dollars because yeah. you did that. <laughs> yeah, it's too funny. All right. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, JD was a mascot. Well, hold on. We go by. Okay. We go by um, beer, beer, condoms, and a flare gun. Because 
because, because JD felt emasculated because he he only was going to buy one beer, and the guy was like, "Wow, big night!" And to make up for it, uh, to puff his chest out and feel more manly, JD chooses then to buy a six pack condoms and a flare gun, which all come into play at some point. And um, and well, not then the in, in the in the elevator, well, we don't know. In the elevator, uh, we don't know what happens in the bathroom when they finish the steak night song. I was about to say, are you implying that? <laughs> you know, we just don't know what the second half of the steak night song is. We never learn. <laughs> <laughs> but bro, when you're in the fucking elevator and you're and you're and you're pretending to fire flares, and I go, you're good at that. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I dot com. So, um, okay. So, um, uh, then I, then I, we toss Glenn a beer and I say, I'm allergic to barley. And, um, you're Which like, Which really what? is not the truth. Yeah. Turk says, tell him the truth. And I say, I don't like beer. Um, I, uh, I prefer apple teenies. They make me feel fancy. <laughs> the guys try to crack George 
George's hard persona by asking him questions and and stuff, and he's just giving them one word answers, and uh, eventually they get to football, and George responds to football because he was an old high school coach, and right. Turk says, "You know, I played football in high school." I was the safety. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. And then he asks JD, did you play football? And right. JD says, no, I was the mascot. For a girls volleyball team. Yes. And um, and I wore <laughs> a bandana and a half shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then at away games, I wore spurs. Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> Which didn't make sense because we weren't the cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and then Glenn then George, George trying to be nice says yeah. you must have felt very what did he say? He said you must have felt very beautiful or and very I, pretty. I said I felt beautiful. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um what about so, that fantasy? What about the fantasy of what they're gonna do with me when I die? What you're gonna do with me when I die. Uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay, sorry, okay, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Cougar Town is formed, guys. Yeah, Cougar Town is formed live on the air. They literally talk about being cougars and milfs. And then the very next year, the television show Cougar Town premieres on ABC. Yeah. Um, that's true. It's and Bill always regretted the title. It's always uh it always was a a a a, a thorn in his in his finger. Is that the expression? Thorn in, in his paw. side? Thorn in his side? What's the thorn lion? In the paw. What is thorn the lion? Thorn in the paw. Thorn in the paw. Thorn thorn in the paw. But yeah. I think I think people, you know, use a colloquial of like you're a thorn in my side. But mm. thorn in the paw is the legend. Okay. Well, either your paw or your side. Bill always uh, uh, regretted calling the show Cougar Town. He thought that uh, it hurt the show because um, the show is better than the title. That's what he would say if he was here. So we cut to a fantasy uh, of what JD, what's going to happen when JD passes away, what the Turks are going to do. <laughs> what the and, Turks? Yeah. And it, we, we assume because Turk is holding an urn yes, on his a lap. Mislead. It's a creative right, mislead from the director. <laughs> that they're going to burn JD. Oh, well, cremate, not burn. Cremate, cremate. Sorry, they're gonna. Sorry, they're gonna cremate JD <laughs> down to ashes and put him in an urn. Right. And so they're watching TV, and Turk has the urn on his lap, and Carla says it's creeping me out a little bit. And you think that she's talking about the urn, but then he goes, "What that?" And we cut to JD next to Rowdy. Stuffed like a dog. Yeah, on all fours. On all fours. Presenting. Presenting very, very well, I might add. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that too far? No. No. I think I tried to stay as still as possible, but I think in post they really stilled me. They just froze you. Yeah, because it would have been impossible to look like a taxidermied human. But, um... I don't think that's legal, but it was no, funny. No, I don't, I don't think that's legal either. Yeah. I don't think embalming... Did you notice at the end of the show, um, for the first time, instead of like an extra scene, they made it, they showed like an outtake when you and I were just riffing on, on that. Did you see yeah. that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And then Bill added... Cut. You can't I say can that. Never, I you can't, can't ever. use that, guys. Yeah. 
But it was funny. I like the idea of instead of doing a little scene, let doing bloopers. I, I don't know if that became. Oh, I don't know what we did this year. Like, I don't know, but that was just funny that like, it's a cool idea. Like instead of doing like a quick little scene under the credits, do like a funny blooper. I, I, I everybody loves a blooper. You know what everybody you know? also loves? What? There's a lesbian cloud. Oh. Yeah, so we're reintroduced to the lesbian cloud here. This is the second time that J.D. and Turk's version of heaven is discussed. It starts in a milkshake uh, pool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then after they're enjoying the milkshake pool, they go over to a lesbian cloud. Where they, I think it would like be smarter if it was a, 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 a bisexual female cloud. Because if they're if they're just no, they lesbians, don't want they don't want to partake. They just want to watch. Oh, oh, I see. I feel like some of the lesbians would have a problem with that. It's not their idea of heaven. Well, this is our heaven, Joel. This is our heaven. Joel. This is this is Turk and JD's well, heaven. I know you Joel. speak for the queer community, but this is JD and Turk's version this is of heaven. Turk and JD's version of heaven, Joel. Okay, we have similar versions of heaven, so it's fine. You have a similar version of heaven? <laughs> milkshake pool and a lesbian cloud of there. Let's go. The milkshake cloud is right next to the, no, the, the milkshake, milkshake pool. Right. The milkshake pool is right next to the lesbian cloud. Yeah. Joel's like, I get Ideal. it. Ideal. I'm here. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, um, okay. So then JD hates that, Ed. We find out JD hates Ed. Well, Ed has got this whole new saying going. Ed is so Recognize. popular. JD likes to think he's the most popular one at the at the hospital, but Ed is really gaining traction with popularity. He trends really fast. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like trending now. Ed, whatever Ed says, trends, and he's come up with a new thing called recognize. When you diss somebody, and they burn you, and they turn your diss into a burn, yes, you must recognize. Right, and then we see he's even got Ted doing it. Recognize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Sam was Lloyd. Sam Lloyd, rest Yo, in peace. He, he, oh man, he did such a wonderful job in this episode, man. Well, I'm glad that he he lives on through his humor because um, I I got I I have to say that rewatching this, that man makes me laugh every week. Yeah, and think of all the people that have seen this show and laughed and. Uh, and and so I'm happy that Sam has such a legacy because he doesn't have a lot of lines in every episode, but every single one of them makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. I was so moved by um by by Glenn's performance when when he has those tears in his eyes and he says, "Well, okay, I'll just go." I mean, that was just such beautiful mm-hmm. poetic acting. There's a lot that leads up to that. First of all, oh, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry, but I no I no no no. It. You're not jumping ahead, but let's backtrack a little bit. We. St- been most of the episode in this one room with this man and we get to know him within 20 minutes we get to know him we find out things about jd and turk that we didn't know you know what i mean we get we get it gets very intimate and by the time it gets to yeah long beard stinky pants that's when that's when the emotion starts to kick in but the emotions kick in with the comedic start mm. to a story that ends with you know JD saying you know he had he you know explaining how this dude was thought his father was such a great person right and you will be remembered so you're not just going to go 
You everybody's going to, you know, somebody out there is going to remember you. You will have impacted someone somewhere. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's when, you know what I mean? So then he asks the question, well, how's it going to happen? And then they explain it to him. Well, this is going to, you're probably going to get tired. You're probably, you know what I mean? You, you, your organs will start to fail. And he's like, well, I feel pain. And I'm like, no, we'll manage any pain you have coming your way. And then you'll just go. Mm. And so when he says, so I'll just go, nah, all of the stuff that came before that, all the buildup from that scene, oh, it's earned, man. You know what I mean? And he, mm -hmm. that, that moment, that's why it's so, that's why it's so powerful. All of the stuff that we did in the beginning of this, you know, you say it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a testament to Bill's writing to do it all in 22 minutes, but they did it in 22 minutes. We've gotten to the point where I'm fucking bawling on my couch watching this scene. Yeah. You know this many I mean? years later. This many years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it opened up so many fucking things for me. You know what I mean? Just about life and things that I've gone through since then. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, and it all starts with long beard stinky pants. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> well, that's the genius of Bill's writing and obviously Asim Batra and the whole uh, team. But, um, you know, with JD's, even JD's ramp into everything you just said is a very, uh, is a story about about his his dad, um, but it's but it's got silly stuff in it you know, the, you know what you're saying with the stinky pants and everything but it's also so moving because it's a story about what a good man his father was um it's just just really great writing and then of course um the the performance i mean uh uh i think you and i are, are good but but glenn is just fucking next level yeah and it's just so you just so um it's so moving and and it's so real, you know. It's a, it's a, the show's a comedy, but it's really genuinely seeing a wonderful actor get you into the zone of facing mortality and how how does it going to feel when I take my last breath? Um, and that's when it gets really, you know, when he's like, then they we go into the montage and all of that yeah. stuff, and they're community, you know, they're having great conversations and, you know, laughing and everything like that. And then he says, I'm getting tired. Well, and they're also, don't forget in there, there's also a moment that JD says, um, I, I think it would be great if the, if the, if your last memory is a good one. Right. If the very last thing that you think of is, is, is something good. And he's and, laughing and he's, he's laughing right before he says to us, you know, guys, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little tired. And he and he asks the question, you know, oh, yo, take a nap, take rest on, man. That's what they say. And he's like, well, will you be here when I wake up? And they say yes, mm. knowing that he's probably not going to wake up. Yeah, that was beautifully done. And then it cuts to the 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 roof of the hospital where we're sitting in lawn chairs and Turks drinking a beer, and uh, and then JD fires a flare. Uh, in from the flare gun they bought into the sky in George's honor. Yeah. Really good. Such a great episode. Really, really good. It's one of my favorites. Hits you in all the feels. Mm. All the feels, man. I'm getting the feels now. Yes. Yeah, uh, so here. here's some trivia I found on uh, Scrubs Wiki. Neil Flynn 
Ken Jenkins, Sarah Chalk, and John C. McGinley do not appear in this episode. No Elliot Cox, Kelso, or Janitor. It says, this is Scrubs, I don't know if it's true, but it says, an alleged stipulation for Scrubs being picked up for season eight on ABC was the show needed to cut costs so every main actor is absent for three episodes except Zach Braff and Sarah Chalk, who only missed two episodes. You're, you missed three episodes? I don't think that's I true. did. I remember this. This was I, I remember when this happened. A lot of things happened this year. Uh, a lot of our pay went down and everything because of the hiatus that we had in between. I remember yeah. I was making way more money before we moved to ABC. And then when that happened, things changed. And I remember, I remember that. I remember, I remember the show not having enough money to pay everybody for a certain amount of episodes. This is when catering changed. Remember we didn't have, (laughs) do you remember this? Remember we used to have the truck and we would eat lunch outside and everything like that. Then it became a walk away after that. Oh, I don't remember that. I didn't remember that. Um, uh, yeah, writer? I mean, this was this was the beginning of the end. This is even though this was even yeah. even though this is one of the best seasons. Yeah, it so was far, the of the end. this was the beginning of the end. It says uh, writer Asim Botcher won a Humanitas Prize for this episode, mm. which is a very um, esteemed uh, writing award. In the episode "Stop Dragging My Heart Around" of Bill Lawrence's show Cougar Town, this episode is running on a TV screen in the background. Oh. So it's clear Bill was proud of this too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carla only appears in the fantasy about stuffed JD. <laughs> um, Turk and JD's plans for their first day in heaven echoes their plans from the episode My Way Home. Mm-hmm. When Turk and JD are talking to their patient, George Turk brings up the fact that he played football and that he played the position of safety. In the movie, remember the Titans, Donald Faison plays the running back, Petey Jones. Who gets moved to yeah, tight end. I don't think you I mean, said no, you were a safety. Gets moved, did you say you were a moved, safety? I did. He gets moved to linebacker. Sorry. Yeah, you should probably know that. He get no. So I'm, I'm telling you, he starts What's the off safety? as running back. What does the safety do? It's like it's the dude that stops the wide receivers from catching passes. Mm. You love a wide receiver. I love anyone that can <laughs> receive something wide. Oh. You love you love receiving <laughs> wide things. Oh my God. Your favorite thing is receiving wide things. <laughs> I do. I, I do love receiving wide. I like. I like it when it's so wide that it doesn't fit through the door. Yeah, oh. you can't even receive it. You love it when you can't even fully receive it. I love it when it doesn't fit. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. On that note, all right. We're, we're talking about break. packages, right? What a great episode! Yeah, we're talking packages. about wide packages. Yes, wide packages. Okay, just making um, sure. We're gonna go to break. I'm we'll just making back. sure we're talking about wide, big packages. When we're gonna go to break, when we come back, we are gonna have a performance <laughs> review uh, for our Super Bowl commercial to see how we did. We're gonna check in and, and make make sure we made uh, the people that hired us happy. Uh, Donald and I want to hear if it was as big a hit as it was in our minds. We'll be right back. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. 
Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I dot com. So, uh, listen, we wanted to, uh, I think, you know how some jobs you can have like a, a performance review? I Joelle, love that. Dale? Yes, 100%. I've never, had a well. job, I've never had a job like this. Do you have this at iHeart, a performance review? We actually kind of. don't, but I have well, had it are, at other jobs. At there other are jobs. jobs where you get a performance review. So we wanted to invite Brian Klugman, who you guys remember is our friend. He wrote that beautiful uh, children's book. He's oh, also, yeah. we call him the Don Draper of of, uh, of the whole T-Mobile campaign because he's the creative who came, comes up with all the ideas. He came up with the Grease idea. He came up with the one with Bradley Cooper. We wanted to have Brian back on and some folks uh, from T-Mobile to, to kind of, Donald and I wanted a performance review. How did we do? Let's let's assess how our, our commercial went over. Yes, we're, we're, let us we're, assess this. We're needy, we're needy mofos, and we want to know if we we <laughs> did we did well by them. And we know you guys want to know how well we did. Also, yeah, we think we did well. We got we know. Right, let's just oh, yeah. let's just get a performance review. Let's okay. invite in um, Brian and the folks from T-Mobile. Here they come. Here they come. I'm going to get my thunderous applause button ready. What's up, guys? Yeah, it's the thunderous applause. Brian they are the Klugman. Brian they are. Klugman, you handsome mofo. You know, you do get handsomer and handsomer every time. And also I see those you. glasses, Donald. You could. Brian is wearing hipster, very hipster glasses, audience. I could not pull those off. Donald, I think maybe you could. I've never. I've. Oh. Look hey, at this. Thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. We are so blessed to have our friends from uh, T-Mobile and Brian Klugman here. Uh, guys, we decided we wanted to, Donald and I are very needy, and we wanted to have a performance review 
uh, where, where you could tell us, you know, as as uh, employees of how we did, did, did everything go over well? We just, you guys satisfied? We, we were just wondering because we haven't heard from you since the shoot. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you we know, just, are, are you happy? Yes. <laughs> did, did you want the critical feedback first or the, the constructive feedback or the good? No, feedback? no, no. Don't do anything critical with that. We will, we'll spiral out. We're very neurotic. <laughs> uh, um, wow. What an amazing year again. Uh, you know, I, I think personally, and I think the uh, the stats back this up. This was the number one Super Bowl commercial of the year. Um, really, it's mm. literally the most viewed piece of content that T-Mobile has ever, ever. created. <laughs> and I, I think you know when when Peter and I look at these things, there's kind of two main things that we look at. One is, do people remember the company and the brand that advertised? And this spot in one of the main surveys that we looked at was not only in the top five, it was number one. Number one wow. most called spot and brand. And then the second big thing that we look at, which you guys like knocked it off the charts for us last year, because remember we had, um, you know, the, the spot last year, like this one talked about our broadband business. And we had, we were the, the fastest growing broadband company in America after that spot last year. We looked directly at the business results and we saw um, all of our business metrics, I can't get into the, the specifics on those yet, but all of our business metrics off the charts after that spot ran. So we are really excited about how it went. Wow, you that's you guys so did great. Awesome. It's so feels good. By the way, I want to introduce you guys. Sorry, this is uh, Peter DeLuca and Mike Katz uh, from T-Mobile. And I mentioned um, the, 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 if Don Draper were more handsome, it would be Brian Klugman. <laughs> more uh, handsome and more Jewish. I yeah, think. The, <laughs> Jewish, the, Jewish Don, the Jewish Don Draper. Um, Mike, that's so great to hear because, you know, Donald and I, our only metric was, um, was the views on YouTube. Well, that, and then, and then a comment in our Instagram, you know what I mean? Like comments like, well, I guess I'm switching. Uh, that, we love to hear that. But you know, the, the thing about the spot is you brought great joy to a lot of folks watching the Super Bowl this year. I mean, it was just so engaging and so fun and reading all the comments, uh, I, I would have to say you saw a lot of love from uh, your fans out there. Who yeah, it's interesting. The, the world is uh, full of haters, right? We know that. And, and especially on the internet, everyone is faceless and control. But there was just such singularity in the amount of love for this. And I think, you know, I mean, you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we made it with that kind of joy and love. I mean, that was a pretty magical set to be a part of. Yeah. Yes, well, since day one. And Since also day the Bradley, one. and also the Bradley Cooper spot was was huge. Yeah, as I was well. just gonna say, what a great campaign! What a great Super Bowl campaign! You know what I mean? Uh, Bradley Cooper, like that, did astronomical numbers on YouTube as well. Not only during the Super Bowl, but at the day after the Super Bowl. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, we we were so proud of both of those spots, and I and I think like Peter said, like um, they did all of the things that great advertising should do. They they sucked you in. Uh, they were fun and entertaining to watch. They felt unique. They didn't feel like anything else that ran on the Super Bowl that day. And when you when you left uh, watching the spot, you knew exactly what company it was from and what they were talking for. And 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 so so many ads I think get that wrong. And these ones were like awesome at getting it. This this one and the the one with Bradley Cooper. Oh um, man, I will say to, to these guys on the phone who who literally made the spot possible. Uh, Mike and Peter, who like, you know, at the corporate level, you you don't always get partnerships of people who see creativity in this way and are willing to fight for that creativity. I think when we 
first showed the concept of you guys just singing to, to Peter, he said, let's go produce that right this second, regardless <laughs> of what anyone else. About, didn't even let him see it. I'm like, we're going to go make this happen. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you, Brian, because this is just, I think this will be interesting for our audience, you know, for people out there who don't know, you know, I, I'm assuming the average person doesn't know how a commercial gets chosen or selected by a big company like this. So can you just explain a little bit, like, how does the, how does the process work? How, and, and also, you know, for you guys, how many concepts do you look at? Like, how does, just give us a little layman's version of how the process works of picking a Super Bowl commercial. Well, I can give it from our side, uh, mm. even though we're all on the same side. But I mean, like, uh, I can take it so far until uh, Peter and Mike step in. Um, but, you know, Andrew Panay and I, as you know, Panay is uh, uh, my partner and, you know, it's Panay Films is the company we work under, and um, we get together. Sometimes we bring in other creative people, and we just kind of talk about we get what these guys kind of tell us what we want to message. We knew we wanted to message home internet, right? Mm, yeah. T-Mobile home internet. So we start talking about ways that we can do it. Now we did it last year with you guys. So the question was like, how do we do we do it again? Is that boring? The Super Bowl has to be a surprise. It has to be an impact impactful. So we knew we wanted to raise raise the bar. We had to have a surprise. Uh, Zach, you and I actually talked about Greece for, for offline, you know, beforehand. And then uh, we started thinking, well, if you do Greece, what if the surprise is a new neighbor moves into the neighborhood and it's John Travolta? So we started, we wrote the lyrics. You guys came in and recorded some songs, recorded it for us. And then this, in addition to about, you know, six other seven other things we we took to these guys and showed them a, a approach to all of them and this obviously was one they just gravitated to and a lot you know it's one more thing i'll say is between this and the bradley spot like they're kind of disparate they're different they're very different yeah. but i think what's really uniting t-mobile and what these guys were responding to on this call is they were united by joy they both had this like joyous factor and so we took it to them and then uh peter mike i'll let you guys take it from there because that's where it kind of hands off to you guys well you know you know and brian's right like they bring they brought six or seven different ideas to the table and like literally when i saw the idea about redoing greece like i literally was like brian we got to just get this in pre-production we're going to sell it through because it's going to be a super bowl spot you could just feel it from the moment of watching the 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 little trailer you did in in uh performing the song for us in that that mm -hmm. uh, when you did that, it was just we knew we knew we had a hit even before we ever set out to actually record the spot. So it's kind of exciting. And then you have to weed through ideas because the, the core thing about it is Super Bowl is, well, it's a place for big brands to show up. We still have to get core messages out there. And, you know, you've established a franchise with us, you know, from last year of our little cul-de-sac neighborhood. And what better way to go back and, you know, yeah. really elevate the idea is to bring in a new neighbor like it was just a, it was just a solid concept did you guys think that it would i mean did you have any idea that it would be this successful i mean i certainly didn't i mean i hoped we wanted to deliver for you guys again but when brian called me and told me uh what a hit it was uh donald and i were just thrilled and i, I wondered if you guys had any i mean i know you trust brian because because he's really great at what he does but did you have any clue that it would be this much of a success um, I mean, when we saw it, we knew it was great. Um, so we 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 loved it. And I think I think honestly, what was surprising to us, we knew that we knew the ad was great. But last year, when we ran that spot, literally, like I said at the beginning, um, not not very often in advertising do you see 
an immediate response to when you when you put a message out on TV, especially nowadays. Like a lot of times there's a delay and people need to see these things a few times before they take an action. We literally saw from the Super Bowl last year when we did when we did that commercial through the end of the year, uh, an immediate spike in this broadband business. Uh, and one that was so significant that literally we did more broadband connections last year than every other broadband company in America combined. So it was it was wow. kind of it was kind of mind blowing. And honestly, that was that was a big reason why we were excited to come. To I mean, come it, it shot up. It was crazy. You know, like it was like you guys aired last year and the sales literally instantly. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, six months later. It was like an instant reaction. It, it, that's very rare in marketing and and it was a real testament also like i mean you guys haven't been together in in a, hadn't been together in like a public forum in that way i think in a like a while other than america's favorite podcast uh brian fake doctors america. real friends that that yeah. we're on right now that you're <laughs> well, on right obvi now obviously that i mean you realize without... i don't don't look at the charts we are america's favorite podcast brian <laughs> right you don't need to look at the charts to know that either just don't look well when they saw you together is all I'm saying. And, uh, <laughs> no, uh, visually, Brian. See. Yes, visually, visually. Uh, in, for, in a visual medium, uh, they were. Uh, it was just incredible, man. I mean, people just love you guys, and and uh, I mean, John has called so many times and been like, "I love those guys. I want to work with those guys." Like, I know this is so fun. We did an interview with Variety where John was like on the call, and he said to the Variety reporter, "He goes, I really think the three of us should make like a real musical." <laughs> And I said to the, I said to the journalist, I go, sir, can that please be the headline of your article? <laughs> can I just throw out a quick pitch while we're while we're on? Yeah, T-Mobile, T-Mobile, the musical. <laughs> you know what? Hold on, Klugman, you might be onto something because I was going to ask that. Is does does can T-Mobile make movies? Does it work like that? Can that happen? Yeah, anything can happen this day in this day and age, Donald. There's all sorts of new frontiers. You are asking the right people. Uh, Peter, Mike, can hey, T-Mobile make movies? We can, Brian, bring us bring us a script treatment. And let's we go should make a short, out. by the way. You know, I'm, I, I directed a short, um, sorry to live pitch on the air, but I directed a short film for um, for Adobe, and it was really awesome. We made this really amazing sh short, and it was just kind of like Adobe Presents. And then it was, you know, the branding wasn't obvious. It was there. People knew Adobe made it, but we could do, we should do something like that. Like just like a T-Mobile short film, like, you know, like me and Donald on some adventure. Hey, Mike, I have a question for you because the timing of this spot could not have been more ideal. I don't normally watch the game, to be honest. I'm not a big sports guy, but I was fully watching this game. And first of all, I'm told by people who love football that it was an incredible game because I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. But when, when you pick a spot, do you pick a spot? Do they give you a spot or how, or is it just a roll of the dice that we ended up in that placement? Yeah, no, we, we picked the spot and we were really, I mean, you got lucky. We, we so got many, so lucky. So lucky. There were so many things that came together that just really helped us. It was a great matchup. The Super Bowl, that was the, the best ratings of the Super Bowl, like in six years. And it was like the third most watched Super Bowl ever. So there, you had a huge audience. And then the freaking game was tied at the two minute warning. So everybody yeah. was still watching. So uh, I, it's I mean, a risky it's spot. It's a that risky was, that's spot very for risky. you guys to buy in a blowout. That spot gets that no spot, buy. nothing. Blowout. Right. Yeah, but we purposely, when we went in, because we were like analyzing all the playoff games going into the Super Bowl. And when we had to select and finally get the position, we're like, we believed it was going to be a good game going in, which is why we said, you know what, roll the dice, take the position. And then, 
the game just totally came. That down. is amazing. Speaking I didn't of know which, you guys did that. I was about to say, speaking of which, the last time I saw you guys, other than at the commercial, was in Vegas. How'd you do? Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> if you need betting tips, you want to talk to <laughs> I go all in, man, and we put in, and I think we won. Right, a funny story. Donald, Donald uh, texted me. Donald was, you know, was redoing his house, a new house, so he was didn't want to bet any money. And he texts me. He's like, I'm not going to bet at all. Um, uh, you know, I'm putting too much money into this house. I go, dude, you're in Vegas. Play with a couple thousand dollars. Have fun. And, uh, and uh, it, he goes, you're right instantaneously like two mississippi later i get a text from his <laughs> wife she goes what are you doing <laughs> i go what are you talking about i go he's alone in vegas let him gamble she goes there goes my new stove <laughs> <laughs> can, can we uh can we just nerd out for a second on on what it was like and how awesome it was to make a commercial with john travolta singing grease oh yeah. dude the yeah funniest was that i told donald Give him just chill out. Don't get it all up in his face right 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 away about anything about you know questions, anecdotes. Donald's like, you're right. We'll be cool. We'll be cool. Two <laughs> seconds later, I look over. Donald's like, my favorite part about Face Off is when <laughs> <laughs> I asked him everything, and he answered everything too. Yeah, he was man. very generous. Like, very generous, man. But um, you know, it's a dream come true to work with someone like John Travolta. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't think it would come through advertising. I, you know, I thought maybe it would be through a movie or something like that. But this is probably one of the most unique experiences and awesome experiences ever because of how the response, you know, the response I get from my family, the response I get from friends. You know, I, I'm doing a, a sitcom right now and I went into the writer's room and the writers at the day after the Super Bowl and that's all they wanted to talk about with me was the commercial and what it was like to work with John Travolta. And I was like, shit, you know, I knew, I mean, we can curse, this is my podcast, I'm allowed to curse. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, you know, Shit, John Travolta is, that's, I knew he was a big deal because I was a big fan, but the fact that the question, what was it like? Yeah. You know, did, what, 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 did he look you in the eyes? It was like just everything. Like, it was like. Well, we all have, you know, we talk about longevity. I mean, I, I used to watch fucking Welcome Back Cotter. Right. I mean, look at this man's career and how epic it is. And then there's been so many chapters, and then the, the Quentin Tarantino with Pulp Fiction, just like a whole new yeah, it's constant re constant reinventions. And and I was saying to John the other day, I was like, I think, I think this is like people forget how like you know he's played so many bad tough guys and all that stuff as of late, and like he's the I mean so charming in this commercial and his smile and seeing him be playful and fun. It's just like. This is a great, and he goes, that's closest to who I am and the stuff I like to do the most. Yeah, he loved it. He was having so much fun. Donald and I, you know, we both love musicals. We, everyone listening to this podcast knows how much Donald and I love singing, dancing, musicals. And, um, you know, I, went, I literally went to theater camp. And, my, and my, friend, my friend texted me after the ad. He goes, wow. Theater camp finally paid off. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we want to thank you guys so much for coming on. We want to thank you for uh, for for trusting us with uh, with the spot, but also I'm um, just con congratulations not just on 
success of ours, but on the success of the Bradley Cooper one. And and Brian, you're you're a legend, man. You're 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 so talented. And thank you for. I, I can't take the credit. We got to throw it to Panay too, man. He's uh, he's and of course your partner step. Andrew Panay. Uh, Sorry, I got it. I got can't just can't okay. do it. But um, uh, but you guys are incredible, and I think we're I think we're just getting started, man. I think your idea, Zach, of making some short shorts. Yeah. Let's do some musicals. Let's just go make a couple. I think yeah. that's like a great repetitive thing. And and, and Brian, I think you could write some T-Mobile lyrics to uh, Les Mis. I think that's super easy. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Love Thanks. you, guys. Goodbye, Appreciate everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Like. All right. So that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please, please, please uh, check out my trailer for A Good Person. Just go to YouTube and put in a good person trailer and you can see the trailer for my film that is coming to a theater near you on March 24th. So please put it in your calendar now. Hey, you, hey, me, I'm going to go see a good person on March 24th <laughs> or 25th or 26th. What are you laughing? This is my do sales you got pitch. A th- do you got a Thursday? Is it a Thursday screening? No, I think a midnight it's, um, screening. Well, I'm sure there's probably a midnight screening, but it's the release date is actually March 24th. Okay. So that weekend, so you March twenty third. Take a date. If you're not doing nothing at midnight, yeah. Take a date. Bring your mom. Bring your sister. Bring your friends. Bring anybody. Um, I hope you like it. I know you're gonna love it. Uh, Donald, please count us out. Five, six, Here's seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.